is real estate syndication? How should physicians think about risk as it relates to real estate investment? How do we find truly passive investments? Learn the answers to these questions and many more on this episode of the Talk To Me Doc podcast. Welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast, where it's all about serving the early career physician. Let's talk about the unique issues that face us so we can create a better future for ourselves and those to come. And now your host, Dr. Andrew Tisser. Hey guys, it's Andrew. Welcome back to the Talk To Me Doc podcast. I am so happy to have you here. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much. If this is your first time, welcome, because today, like on every episode, you're going to hear from the best guests all around healthcare and beyond discussing issues relating to the early career physician. Today's guest is Dr. Cherry Chen. Cherry received her MD at Texas A&M College of Medicine with honors and completed her training at Oregon Health and Science University. She is an internal medicine physician and has experience with commercial real estate investments across multifamily, self-storage, and manufactured home parks as a limited passive investor, as well as raising private equity capital through the real estate physician. Dr. Chen founded the real estate physician in 2018 to empower her physician colleagues in commercial real estate investments. The real estate physician is a physician forward resource with a vision to empower a community of physician investors to achieve greater financial independence so we can have the freedom to practice medicine on our own terms. It now provides value to over 1,000 physician members. Dr. Cherry Chen, welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast. Hey, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm really happy uh, to have you on the show. So uh, aside from what I already told the listeners about you, could you give us in your own words kind of who you are and what you do? Yeah, so uh, I'm an internal medicine hospitalist uh, six years out. Uh, I did my uh, med school at Texas A&M. I'm originally from Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, pretty much spent most of my life in Texas. Um, and then I did my residency in internal medicine on the West Coast in uh, Portland at OHSU, which is actually where I am now. Uh, and so that's kind of me uh, six years out as an attendee. Um, but I also uh, focus a lot on real estate, which is kind of uh, 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 with the real estate physician, which is what I do basically uh, actually on the side, but also pretty much full time when I'm not working in the hospital. So that's kind of a uh, passion of mine as well. Yeah. Can you uh, give us a little background on the real estate physician and how you got started and what, what piqued your interest? Yeah. So, I mean, I think of like most of us, you know, we don't have a uh, basically actually no classes in med school about finances or investing or real estate for that matter. Um, so it was basically my first year or so out when I started, you know, just wanting to explore what else there was as far as investing outside of our 401k, because that's pretty much what we've been told, right? Um, so it mainly just started out as, hey, let me explore what else is out there because we haven't been exposed to it. Um, and I really think the nice thing about these days is, you know, we have podcasts like yours and, and forums, and there's just so much information out there. We just have to expose ourselves. Uh, and, and that's basically how I started. Cool. And so, why real estate? You know, I we always get the well. You really want to be fixing toilets at two a.m. kind of thing. You're a doctor. You got better things to do, right? Yeah, no. So that's a great question, and I think uh, you know there is uh, real estate. Just a broad term, I think. Just like you know, medicine. There's so many subspecialties. So as you really explore real estate, you you'll see that there is so much more than 
um, getting a single family rental and renting it out, which is what I think most of us think of when we think of, oh, I'm going to invest in real estate, right? Uh, but, you know, there's so many other avenues of real estate. There is, uh, you can just be actually investing in REITs, real estate investments, trust uh, through Wall Street. You can do uh, flips, wholesaling, uh, and you, those are the popular, you know, HGTV uh, renovation shows you see. Um, but you can also be also a passive investor, which is what I focus on through syndication. So you don't have to be the active participant. So I think that's important for new investors starting out to see, you know, actually just expose yourself to what are the other options. There's so much more than just getting a single family rental and then really see what fits you uh, because ultimately it's just another investment vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point to make. Um, you know, people that know me know I, I love real estate and his investment vehicle and, uh, and its power. Um, we've had some discussions on the show before about uh, commercial real estate investing, uh, but really nothing about syndications. And syndications are, are really, in my opinion, as, almost as passive as you can get. So uh, could you explain to the listeners uh, what a syndication is for those who are unfamiliar? Yeah, so it's uh, syndications is not a term specific to real estate. It just means uh, people coming together to pull resources, uh, whether it be time, money, or expertise, um, in order to you know complete a project or a transaction, if you will. So a real estate transaction is just uh, you know you have the, well, typically we call the general partners. Those are the people who are in charge of the project. You know they have the broker relationships. They're underwriting the deals. They're familiar with their market. And they actually, you know, manage the property. Uh, but, you know, they're not the only players. So syndication involves also attorneys, CPAs, uh, the, the bank, uh, which is still the biggest part of this equation, and also private investors, uh, for example, like me, who want to be a passive investor. We contribute our capital uh, because we see it as an attractive investment. Um, and then, uh, you know, we let the capital work. The team does the work. And we, in turn, get, you know, investment returns uh, for that capital. So uh, typically you have the active general partners and then you have the passive investors uh, who want to invest into these projects. So that's a good distinction to make is that uh, you're not the one going out and finding the deals and talking to the brokers and the bank and all that. Uh, you're putting up your money uh, in hopes of a, uh, a good return. So uh, how do you... Um, how do you figure out like what syndication to, to invest in and, and if it's a good one, you know, what's the process for new investors? Yeah, that's like, uh, it's like, I feel like it's like the million dollar question, right? So the hard part is that, you know, we are used to, you know, uh, jumping on the internet and, and looking up a stock, right? So there is no consolidated database, if you will, of, you know, every real estate syndicator or group out there. There's just uh, no such thing because, you know, real estate is everywhere. There's so many different classes of real estate, right? You have apartments, you have self-storage, you have hotels, restaurants. So there is no, um, you know, consolidated database. So it, what it really comes down to, there is no magical formula. It involves first, typically, I think, for those starting out to understand, well, what is a real estate syndication? So you know, uh, you know who the players are, and then understanding well which asset class fits me. Right, um, I focus on multifamily because it's housing, um, uh, typically affordable housing. So there's always going to be a demand for it, uh, no matter good or bad times. But some people like to invest in restaurants or hotels. Um, so understanding which asset classes there are, and then three 
then know who, who the general partners are. And uh, the only way to do that, you know, the, the, actually the good thing nowadays is they have websites, they have podcasts, they have books. That's a great way to get exposed to them, their philosophy, uh, their mindsets, and, and, and what kind of properties they do. And then you just have to, you know, reach out, build a relationship with them to understand then, well, what specific projects they do and what are the details about their specific projects. So that can seem like a lot, um, but, you know, you are investing typically, you know, $50,000 of your money. So you definitely want to make sure you do your due diligence. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, I mean, you know, you don't want uh, the people joke about doctor investments, right? You know, the these Ponzi schemes or uh, your buddy Al down the street says, Hey, give me $20,000. I got a real winner here. Um, it's just like anything else. So when, as we progressed through our medical training, we did a lot of reading. Uh, we talked to people, you know, we really educated ourselves. So this is no different, especially when it concerns tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, I would say so. And it's just, I think what makes it uh, the struggles for most of us as uh, I'm full time and uh, many of us are, is that, you know, you are just so busy with your clinical stuff. You don't, it's not that you're not smart enough. You just don't have the time, um, you know, or the bandwidth that did day with other family or commitments you have. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's basically why I started the real estate physician to help other physicians at least uh, you know, get a good introduction and familiarity with uh, with syndications, uh, and also just addressing the struggles we have. Well, how do I know if it's a good deal? How do I get uh, to see the good deals? Yeah, yeah, it's a great resource that you provide, and I think you have a book as well. Uh, yes, it's, it's a short. It's like a seventy-page guide I wrote, um, and the whole point, once again, is for those that are new or want to start looking to syndications, the typical things I usually hear is like, I'm just so overwhelmed, or I don't have time to, to look all of this stuff up, right? So it's meant to be, hey, if you're interested in syndications, you can spend a good two to three hours. And I think you would have a pretty solid understanding. Um, and the whole point of it is that I want, um, just like us in medicine, we want to make informed decisions. So I want every physician out there, you know, uh, to actually be informed, right? Um, so you're not going into a deal thinking it's a a great deal, but missing a lot of, you know, red flags or what questions to ask. Yeah. Sure. That's great. Great resource. So Jerry, what if, you know, what if I came to you and said, well, um, this sounds good, but why don't I just go buy an apartment myself? Like, why do I need all these other people? Like, don't I make less money? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, if you have the means and resources, uh, I say you're probably pretty lucky. Um, you know, most of these projects are, you know, uh, 5 million, 10 million, $50 million, right? So we typically like to purchase projects that are at least a hundred units, uh, typically a lot more, uh, because there's a lot of benefits. You have scale, you have leverage, um, and, and you also, as a passive investor, you're not liable uh, and you don't have to sign on the loan. You don't have to do the research as far as actually, you know, going to the properties and looking at all of them, right? The, the active partner lets uh, you do that. So um, I would say, you know, the advantages of being a passive investor is that one, you can uh, leverage other people's time uh, and skill sets that, that are not yours, right? You're being a full-time physician. They're, all they do every day is look at properties and underwrite and talk to brokers, right? So um, I would say it comes back to, even if you have the money, what I talk to a lot of our members is what is the opportunity cost, you know, of not only your capital, but of your time, of your efforts and to see, you know, what is the highest business of my time? Is it to go 
look at properties every day and uh, underwrite deals and talk to property management companies. If you enjoy that, I think that's a different topic. But I think for most of us, especially early on, you know, uh, that's not the highest and best use of our time. Very true. I talk about opportunity cost on, on the show quite a bit. And yeah. uh, you know, people don't don't really understand it. it you know, sure, I could cut my grass. It would take yeah. me like seven hours <laughs> once a week or, uh, or I could pay somebody 50 bucks to do it. You know? Right. And um, I think we're just so used to like, you know, I can figure it out. I know how to do it. I'm smart enough. Uh, but I think, you know, you know, especially when you have family or you grow older or you're deep in practice, it's, you start to realize, Hey, I only have 24 hours, right? That's all we have. We all share that same resource. So what is the best use of it? Yeah. I mean, you know, you hear it all the time. Well, Bill Gates only has 24 hours in a day. Yeah, but he's got teams that take care of things for him so he can focus on his, what he's great at. Um, so uh, same point here. And in regards to syndications versus buying your own apartment, you know, again, 10% of a deal is better than 0% of no deal, right? Um, so you're able to use a lot of money to big gi- giant projects um, and leverage other people's time and money. So, So that's great. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think, you know, the concept of leverage uh, uh, is not, you know, foreign to us. I think I'm a hospitalist. So, you know, inside the hospital, right, you have social workers, you have nurses, you have, uh, you know, case management, you have pharmacists, right? That's exactly what's happening here. You are leveraging their, you know, exact expertise and time. So you don't have to do all of it, right? Uh, We're not going around drawing the blood on our patients and, you know, all that stuff, transporting them, right? Uh, So it's kind of the same concept, just, you know, different area. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good point. So, um, you know, what, what kind of initial investment are people looking at? I mean, obviously, the more you have, the better. But um, if people want to get started and putting their money to work for them, uh, what kind of base amount of money do you think they should have saved up? Yeah. Oh, you mean saved up separately or as far as into an investment? No, to start, let's say for their first syndication investment, um, they want to yeah. get started. They, they want to know, you know, what's a good amount of money to start with? Yeah. Well, so I would say most, you know, private syndications um, are 50,000 is a minimum. Sometimes you'll see 25, so 25 to 50,000. Um, but, you know, just so for the listeners that may have may or may not heard, there's also crowdfunding. Uh, they probably heard CrowdStreet or Realty Mogul. Uh, those are crowdfunding websites, which you'll see similar um, uh, apartments or, if you will, syndication offerings. Those allow for lower minimums. Um, I think it's like 1,000 or 5,000 or 10,000, it depends. So there are other avenues um, to, to explore, but most of the private syndications are 25 to 50,000. Sure. Yeah. I think Fundrise is another one. I think you could start with like yeah. 500 bucks or something. Um, exactly. So, and, and, and now what kind of returns are you seeing? Obviously nothing is uh, guaranteed, but uh, in a, in, in a good syndication that uh, has a, a solid exit strategy in place, you know, what kind of returns are you, you guys seeing on your money? Yeah. So I would say, you know, assuming, you know, it's a good deal with a good sponsor and in a good market. Um, and, you know, I kind of discussed all of that in the guide, but happy to explore it with you too. But, you know, we're looking, you know, these are illiquid, I would say illiquid investments. So that's what makes it different from the stock market because you want to put your money into a project and let it work. Right. So typically we're looking at five years and we're looking to double investors money. That's a, uh, I would say achievable and solid, uh, 
goal. So it's not being aggressive, uh, making all those assumptions that the, the, the deal is solid, the numbers work, right? So about doubling your money. Um, and then while we're holding the project, we're looking to, you know, return investors. Uh, these days, any it's anywhere between 5 to 8% a year on their investment so that they actually have, you know, some cash flow while we hold the project. But overall, when we sell it, if we're doubling your money over five years, it's about, you know, 15 to 20% average return of your money a year, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty darn nice. And the other thing is when you're when you have an illiquid investment, and your money's tied up. Uh, well, then you can't uh, have a panic day and sell all your shares. So uh, in some ways, <laughs> yeah. it might be good. <laughs> right, and and that's I think that goes back to again, uh, kind of going back to you know, well, then it is just a vehicle, right? Uh, of course, these are attractive returns. That's why you know people invest in them, but. Uh, it going back to, well, does that suit you, right? Um, I can sleep well at night because I, I know I'm not going to wake up and my, you know, quote, investments are going to go down 30%, right? Um, or go up 30%, right? Uh, but understanding, I think, the benefits, but also limitations of each vehicle that you look at, I think is important starting out or to learn what it is before jumping in. Very fair points. So, uh, Cherry, what what else does your uh, company provide? What exactly uh, does the real estate position do? Yeah. No. So, so basically, it's to address you know, uh, kind of I said the, the same struggles I had, uh, and and what most of us do have is one, um, you're basically you know overwhelmed with all this information out there, right? And you're like, I don't know where to start. But hey, I've heard people talk about syndications, or it's becoming more common. Um, so one is to just, you know, with the guide and the podcast and in our blog is to share, well, you know, try to synthesize, you know, as much of this information in a digestible way for our audience. So one is the guide and two, I have a newsletter I send out with just bite-sized information uh, pieces for our audience uh, to learn, right? One, you have to get informed, get educated. So you feel comfortable enough, should a good opportunity come along or somebody introduce it to you, you actually know at least how to, you know, you know, uh, vet it, right? You don't have to be an expert, but you should at least have a filter um, or at least know the right questions. And so that's the second part of what we do is, hey, uh, uh, we've built relationships uh, and have uh, uh, partnerships with some of the sponsors I feel very solid in, have uh, uh, invested with and have vetted. So when a good opportunity comes along, um, we can share that with our group, but also have uh, a way of uh, sharing with them, you know, how to look at these deals and what, what are the numbers? Does it make sense? Uh, and basically guide you through uh, an investment. Yeah. Great. Great. That's wonderful. Really great. Um, so I uh, just want to shift the show a little bit to get to know the guest a little bit better. So uh, Jerry, what do you like to do for fun? Yeah. Oh, amazing question. Um, basically, so I love hiking. Uh, that's pretty much kind of also, you know, being outside in nature, what brought me back uh, to Portland. I actually worked in Dallas the last five years, uh, but um, really kind of just, uh, I'm not that old, but getting older and realizing, hey, uh, you know, uh, what are things outside of the hospital that make me happy? Uh, that, you know, kind of uh, renew or rejuvenate me um, so that, you know, I don't burn out, right? It's a big deal. And so for me, that's nature, uh, specifically hiking uh, in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, the, you, you, you know, you mentioned your guide, uh, your book that you put together. Uh, do you have any other uh, book recommendations for the listeners? Um, uh, yeah, I, I read a ton. I think it depends, you know, um, 
you know, I, I read a ton on, on mindset, uh, on, you know, just uh, thinking differently outside the box. Um, I love biographies or more real estate trend. Uh, I'm not sure what, it, I think it depends what specifically you're looking for. How yeah. about one real estate book and, <laughs> and one uh, must read for everybody? How about that? Oh man, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> that is really hard uh, because I think it really just depends what people are looking for. But uh, honestly, like two two books that I've recently read that I really love. One is called Emotional Agility, um, and the second one I forget who the author of that one is, but it's called Emotional Agility. Um, and the second one I'm currently reading right now is Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. So those are both uh, mindset uh, books, which I think. Um, um, you know, uh, really help you really think outside of the box, but also think about a lot of things I think we missed during med school when we were just studying, studying, studying facts, right? Because when you come out of med school and uh, daily life or even investing anything in general, it really involves, you know, uh, shifting your mindset, um, having a growth mindset, and also thinking, well, what are questions I've never asked myself? Um, and for me, that personally speaking, like med school, that's really all I focus on. So I really, you know, suppress a lot of uh, other things in my life, including, you know, being creative or working on other things. So, so those two are what I, I'm currently reading and I feel had uh, gave me a lot of benefit. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I haven't read either one of those. So I got to check that yeah. out. Yeah. The, uh, the mindset thing is so important and we talk about it a lot and, um, you know, people, maybe docs think it's like a soft thing or, or woo woo or whatever you want to call it. But, um, I think it's, you know, developing a, a, an abundance mindset and growth and forward thinking and establishing goals. And the only way you're going to achieve them is to put them f- the forefront of your mind. So I think it's, um, it's a good point to make. Uh, the uh, the other question I have is the show caters towards uh, docs early in their career, so less than seven years out of training or so. Um, so if you had to give uh, early career docs just a single piece of advice, um, what would that be? Oh, man. Um, I would definitely say uh, be proactive, be intentional. Um, and that kind of goes back to, you know, no one's going to give you a roadmap. Uh, out of training, right? Before training, you were told exactly what to do. Um, you had to check every box, right? Um, and, and you didn't have time for anything else, right? But on training, it's it's kind of on you, right? So I would definitely say whether in finances, whether in your relationships, uh, anything, you have to be proactive, you have to be intentional. Um, and, and I had to struggle through that myself, which is why I think is really important. And, you know, I think involved in those steps is one, you know, taking time for yourself, um, whatever that means for you, but time so that you can actually uh, become aware and assess and really uh, kind of define what you want uh, in all aspects of your life. Um, so that might sound soft as well, but I really think that it's really the crux uh, and, and it applies to really every aspect of your life. I agree. I mean, I think without knowing what you want, how are you going to work towards it? Right. And the, like you said, you know, you go through college and med school and residency and it's always, well, this is what I have to do to achieve the next thing. And then you get kind of kicked out into the world and people are like, well, now what? Um, so uh, having, having a vision, having goals and figuring out what you want is, is absolutely a great piece of advice. So, uh, besides, uh, the real estate physician.com, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? 
Uh, yeah. So my email is cherry at therealestatephysician.com. I'm happy to connect. And that's what I spend most of my time doing uh, outside medicine, just connecting with other physicians. So um, it doesn't have to be about real estate syndications. I, I uh, you know, help just kind of, you know, just, uh, you know, expand perspective or share from my experience. And I think um, that's the value of, of podcasts like this and forums is to really expose yourself to what other people have done and see if it's a good fit for you. And most of us are very willing to, you know, share from our experiences uh, and, and, and discuss with you. So yeah, that's my email. If anyone wants to reach out. Great. I'll put all that in the show notes for the listeners. And I would encourage the listeners to do that. You know, if you hear a guest on here that intrigues you, reach out to them. I know I get messages uh, from people after being on podcasts and I'm always happy to help in any way I can. I think as, as doctors, we kind of have to stick together and share each other's talents. So, um, that's, uh, that's a, that's a great thing. Reach out to Cherry if, uh, if you need something, but, uh, thank you again, Cherry for coming on the show and giving us some knowledge about real estate syndications. You've certainly given us a lot to think about. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. What a great episode with Dr. Cherry Chen. I really liked how she took us from the basics of what exactly a syndication is, all the way how to think about returns and risk when you are dealing with real estate. She discusses how syndications can be a truly passive investment, other unlike other aspects of real estate investing, as well as how syndications allow you to leverage much less capital toward bigger projects. Well, that's all we have for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts as it really helps get the word out there. The other thing I'd like you to do after listening is follow me on Instagram at talktomedoc underscore LLC. That talk, the number two, me, D-O-C, underscore LLC. Additionally, if you are feeling dissatisfaction with your career, and would like to see how we can work together, establish your goals, and accelerate your path to achieving them, please visit my website at andrewtisserdo.com slash ss. That's Andrew, T-I-S-S-E-R-D-O.com slash ss. And schedule a free call. We can figure out what you need and your path to getting there. Until next time, everyone, keep talking. All opinions expressed by the guest in this episode are solely the guest's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Andrew Tisser Dio, TalkToMe.LC, or any affiliates thereof. The guest's opinions are based upon information he or she considers reliable, but Andrew Tisser Dio, TalkToMe.LC, nor any affiliates thereof warrant its completeness or accuracy. The guest, Andrew Tisser Dio, TalkToMe.LC, or any affiliates thereof are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this episode. The guest statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.